الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين in the name of Allah بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم in the name of Allah the most gracious the most merciful all praise is due to Allah the Lord of all that exists may Allah Salah and Salam be upon the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam his pure family and all the noble companions and those who follow their path until the day, and the day of resurrection Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٌ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ ذَلِكَ الْفَوْزُ الْكَبِيرِ This is the first verse Verily those who believe and do righteous good deeds For them will be gardens under which rivers flow And this is referring to paradise, al-jannah I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we'll be residents of al-jannah This is the great success This is the great success Shaykh Rahimahullah, Shaykh Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthaymeen, may Allah's mercy be upon him, said After Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the previous verses mentioned the punishment concerning those disbelievers Then here he subhanahu wa ta'ala stated the reward for the believers And this is the way of the Quran, he said This is the way of the Quran in presenting the uh, the invitation and the warning the invitation as well as the warning of Al-Quran Al-Kareem as you know Mathani Al-Quran Al-Kareem Mathani its parts resemble each other its, its parts resemble each other as in Surah uh, Al-Zumar if we can have that inshallah chapter 39 verse 23 chapter 39 verse 23 The verse that speaks about that the parts of the Quran resemble each other. This is a very important and very beautiful verse, alhamdulillah. <coughs> Chapter 39, verse uh, 23. Allah says, Allah Allah has sent down the best statement, meaning the Quran, a book, its parts resembling each other in goodness and truth, and oft repeated, and oft repeated, Mathani. The skins of those who fear their Lord shiver from it when they recite it or hear it. Then their skin and their heart soften to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we see these uh, these contrast in the Quran, these uh, uh, contract these uh, these meanings like targhib and tarheeb, invitation and and warning, and we see the punishment. Now we see the punishment uh, the, uh, in the fire of hell, and in contrast we also see the statements regarding the bliss of the people of Jannah. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala save us from hell and make us from the residents of paradise. We see Sifat al-Mu'mineen, the, the attributes of the believers. Also we see what? Sifat al-Kafirin, the attributes of the disbelievers. Why, why all of these oft-repetition and these uh, kind of contrasting uh, uh, statements and descriptions and so forth? 
الشيخ رحمه الله سد من أجل أن يكون الإنسان سائرا إلى الله تعالى بين الخوف والرجاء and this is a very important benefit he's saying that so that man will be heading to Allah traveling to Allah سبحانه وتعالى in a state between two states always resonating between fear and hope resonating between fear and hope then and as such he would know the favor of Allah upon him by making him a Muslim and therefore he would be motivated to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only that he would be able to know the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the existence of those kafirs in the mere existence of those kafirs of the kafirin of the disbelievers there is a wisdom certainly and that he will be very cautious regarding them and will be very cautious not to follow their ways that will lead to endless destruction Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا in the beginning of this verse those who believed believed in what? they believed in Allah in the angels in the books in the messengers in the last day and in the pre-ordainment the pre-decree it's good and it's bad this is the iman as has been explained by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when Jibreel alayhi salam asked him about iman about faith he said and tu'mina billahi iman is to believe in Allah wa malaikatihi in his books wa kutubihi uh, wa malaikatihi his angels wa kutubihi his books wa rusulihi his messengers and wal yawmil akhir and the last day wal qadar khayrihi wa sharrih and the pre-decree it's good and it's bad as to the saying of Allah in ladina amanu wa'amilu salihat wa'amilu salihat meaning those who did or who do the righteous deeds and the righteous deeds are the ones that are built upon two conditions al-ikhlasu lillah sincerity to Allah wa-tiba'u shari'atillah and following the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this what makes the deed righteous these two conditions that make the deed righteous so فَمَنْ عَمِلَ عَمَلًا أَشْرَكَ بِهِ مَعَ اللَّهِ غَيْرَهُ anyone who acts and does an action why by uh, he uh, and he devotes it to other than Allah then his action is rejected then his action is rejected why? because of the saying of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in that which he relates from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah saying أَنَا أَغْنَى الشُّرَكَاءَ عَنِ الشِّرْكِ I am the one who doesn't stand in need of a partner مَنْ عَمِلَ عَمَلًا أَشْرَكَ فِيهِ مَعِيَ غَيْرِي تَرَكْتُهُ وَشِرْكَهُ anyone who acts and does something by ascribing partners uh, to me in that worship or in that deed then and he devotes it to other than me therefore Allah he subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah states taraktuhu wa shirkahu I will leave him I will leave his shirk as to the following of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then anyone who does an action that is not in accordance with the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of the sharia for, 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 uh, I'm sorry uh, in accordance with the sharia then it is batil mardud it's rejected and it's false because the Prophet ﷺ said in the authentic hadith 
which is reported by Muslim, من عمل عملا ليس عليه أمرنا فهو رد. Anyone who does an action that's not in accordance with our way, with our matter, then he will have it rejected. And therefore, بناء على ذلك, based upon this, the one who shows off in his worship, he worships Allah, but he shows off to people so that people see him and praise him. Okay, yet he is not intending to be close to the people. You see the point? But he acts it in a way he is worshiping Allah, but he shows off this worship so that people see him and uh, praise him. Yet he لا يريد التقرب إلى الناس. عليكم السلام ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته. He doesn't want to, uh, يعني, seek to be near in nearness to people, close to them. يريد التقرب إلى الله. He wants to be close to Allah سبحانه وتعالى. In that action, yet at the same time he wants to be praised by people, and the action of this person in such a worship is rejected. Similarly, the one who may recite the Quran or may indulge in remembrance in dhikr, and he raises his voice so that people uh, hear him and thus praise him for such remembrances or such recitations. This is murain. This is showing off. This is committing riya. His action is rejected. Because he is associating others with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this action. He wanted people to praise him. As to the one who, وَيَكُمْ As to the one who directs the worship to people, this is the greater shirk. This is the greater or major shirk. Meaning, if someone, for example, uh, stands up to pray before a person out of magnification for that person, not for Allah, and he bows to that person and prostrates to that person out of magnification for that person, not for Allah, and therefore in this respect he commits this uh, major shirk. His action is shirk. And this shirk is major, it takes him out of the fold of Islam. Now, anyone also who invents in this deal of Allah that which is not of it, like for example, if he organizes certain ways of dhikr at certain specific times, not condoned by sharia, and there is no evidence and proof for them, even they are remembrances of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if they are tasbih, tahmeed, takbir, tahleel, but he orders them in certain ways, not prescribed by the sunnah, then this is not acceptable with Allah azza wa jal, because he has done an action not in accordance with the way of Allah and his messenger. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here, have conditioned in his saying those who believed and does or did righteous deeds and through this statement or by this statement one knows that we shouldn't always focus on the creed and forget this is it and forget the righteous actions we say like saying we are on the Islamic creed and that's good but yet we don't mention the actions because 
the mere creed itself is not sufficient. There must be an action. So, we should, when we remember saying that we are on the Islamic creed, that we say we believe on such a creed and we want to act accordingly to achieve the righteous deeds. Why? Because always Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, He links the Iman, and Iman comprises the creed, and He subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Al-Amal al-Salih. Why? Because so that the person does not abandon the righteous deeds. So, the mere aqidah alone is not sufficient, is not beneficial. So, for example, if a person says, Ana mu'min billah, I am a believer in Allah, yet he doesn't act, then the shaykh put it in the form of a question, فَأَيْنَ الْإِيمَانُ بِاللَّهِ Where is then the belief in Allah? Then he said, and that's why the, uh, the preponderating opinion from the saying of the scholars is that the one who abandons the salah is a kafir, a major kufr that takes him out of the millah of Islam, of the way of the Muslims. <coughs> then he went ahead to uh, talk about the next verses. لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٌ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ the reward of the believers, those who believe and does righteous deeds, لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٌ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ They will be admitted into yani, gardens, and this is in paradise, underneath which rivers flow. Can I have the verse again, Brother Abu Maha, so that we can remind the people about it? Can we have the uh, verse again, please? Okay, for those who believe and do righteous to deeds, for them will be gardens under which, naam, under which uh, rivers flow, and this is, or that is the great success. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, lahum, meaning for them, when, with Allah, this means, and Allah, jannat, tajri min tahti al-anhar, the gardens underneath which rivers flow this is after the resurrection this is after the resurrection they will enter, they will be admitted to the jannat to the these gardens in which as the Prophet ﷺ described uh, rather even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described in surah al-sajda surah 32 verse 17 when he said فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنٍ جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ عليكم السلام No person knows what is kept hidden for them of joy as a reward for what they used to do. This will be the situation with the people of paradise. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qudsi hadith said, أعددت لعبادها الصالحين ما لا عين رأت ولا أذن سمعت ولا خطر على قلب بشر I have prepared for my righteous deed that where no eye had ever seen 
nor an ear have ever heard, nor came on the thought of any human. So the bliss of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this is something in, in paradise that cannot be comprehended by man. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that in these gardens there are many fruits, many fruits from the, the, and as well as honey and milk and water and wine, uh, and, and many, many uh, fruits mentioned in the Quran that these are in paradise. However, حقائق هذه الأشياء the realities of these things which Allah mentioned from the bliss there ليست كحقائق ما في الدنيا أبدا they are not equal or resemble the realities of these things which we know of them in this life had it been the case you know then we would have known that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had hidden alright it would be something known rather it is أعظم وأعظم بكثير مما نتصوره it is far more magnificent than that which we may uh, think of or comprehend or try to comprehend it neither in shape nor in size nor in taste and you name it that's why Ibn Abbas may Allah be pleased with him said ليس في الدنيا شيء مما في الجنة إِلَّا الْأَسْمَاءُ فَقَطْ Nothing of this life that is in Jannah except by name except by name As to the realities they are not known And in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ under which uh, rivers flow, meaning from underneath its trees and its palaces. Otherwise, it is on top of them. And these rivers that are mentioned, there is, you know, it's not something that uh, it is uh, dug in one way or uh, it needs to be dug so that water flow or something like this. And in fact, uh, the uh, the rivers which we know of is is, is, the th- is are the ones which need such uh, work in order to uh, you know for water water to flow in them or for streams to uh, to carry on the water <coughs> and in order it needs such uh, such paths in this life to be made so that you know it doesn't uh, over flow or flood. Uh, the banks, but in Jannah all of this is not needed it moves wherever man wishes it moves whenever man wishes meaning man directs it in the way he wants without digging anything for its path those uh, these uh, these matters were even explained further in Surah Fussilat, in chapter, uh, oh, I'm sorry, in chapter Muhammad rather, and uh, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مَثَلُ الْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي وُعِدَ الْمُتَّقُونَ فِيهَا أَنْهَارٌ مِّمَّا إِنْ غَيْرِ آسٍ Let's have this verse, inshallah. 
Describing what's in Al-Jannah from rivers and other things. Surah Muhammad, verse 15, please. The description of paradise, مثل الجنة التي وعد المتقون, which the pious had been, يعني had been promised. فيها أنهار من ماء غير آسن. Rivers of waters flow therein. And meaning the taste and the smell of which are not changed, are not changed. And rivers of milk, لم يتغير طعمه. It tastes, it tastes rather did not change. من خمر, as well as rivers of wine, لذة للشاربين, delicious للشاربين to those who drink it. As well as وَأَنْهَارٌ مِنْ عَسَلٍ مُصَفَّةٍ As well as rivers from clarified honey. ذَلِكَ الْفَوْزُ الْكَبِيرُ This is in Surah Muhammad chapter 47 verse 15. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says ذَلِكَ الْفَوْزُ الْكَبِيرُ ذَلِكَ meaning denoting the jannat, the gardens and all the bliss that they are in. الْفَوْزُ الْكَبِيرُ meaning this is the great success through which there was the person was saved from every disliked thing or frightening thing and he attained all that he wishes all that he requested <coughs> and the Jannah is, is as such because in that place the person will attain everything and in that place he will be in state of security fearing nothing and they will not taste death therein neither sickness nor illness nor sorrow nor worry nor, worry, nor toil then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the next verse, that will be verse 12 now, we're going to move to inshallah verse 12, إِنَّ بَطْشَ رَبِّكَ لَشَدِيدٍ إِنَّ بَطْشَ رَبِّكَ لَشَدِيدٍ Can we have now inshallah verse 12? Verily, the grip of the punishment of your Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, uh, is severe طيب. Uh, the batch which is called the grip here refers to the punishment where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes those who deserve the punishment meaning it is very severe as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Ma'idah, uh, in Surah Al-Ma'idah, which is chapter 5, verse 98, العقاب, that Allah indeed is severe in punishment, rahim, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is oft forgiving, most merciful. And therefore the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to his revenge, and وَأَخْذَهُ شَدِيدٌ عَظِيمٌ and his gripping is very, very severe. For what? For whom? لِمَنْ يَسْتَحِقُّ ذلك. For the one who deserves that. As the one who doesn't deserve it, فَإِنَّ رَحْمَةَ اللَّهِ أَوْسَعَ And the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very fast. مَا أَكْثَرْ مَا يَعْفُوا اللَّهُ عَنِ الذنوب. So much are the sins which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives. 
ما أكثر ما يستر من العيوب so much are the sins which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala screens ما أكثر ما يدفع من النقم so much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repels from anger and wrath and much وما أكثر ما يجري من النعم and so much that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives from his favors yet إذا أخذ الظالم yet if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes and gets hold of the oppressor لم يفلته or the tyrant لم يفلت he wouldn't let him go as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said إن الله ليملي للظالم حتى إذا أخذه لم يفلت Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give respite to the oppressor to the tyrant until that if he takes him he wouldn't leave him and then he recited after saying this hadith he recited the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَكَذَلِكَ أَخْذُ رَبِّكَ إِذَا أَخَذَ الْقُرَى وَهِيَ ظَالِمَةٍ إِنَّ أَخْذَهُ أَلِيمٌ شَدِيدٌ as in Surah Hud chapter 11 verse 102 such is the seizure of your Lord when he seizes the populations of the towns while they were doing wrong verily his seizure is painful and severe and thus we say the grip and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in this verse is regarding those who deserve the punishment as for those who doesn't who don't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will treat them with his mercy and with his generosity and the mercy of Allah preceded his anger innahu the next verse innahu huwa yubdi'u wa yu'id the next verse verse 13 innahu huwa yubdi'u wa yu'id Verily he it is who begins and repeats Subhanahu wa ta'ala He it is the one who begins and repeats Meaning that all affairs, all matters belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He begins and he repeats Subhanahu wa ta'ala as he wishes and in accordance with his knowledge, wisdom, wisdom and justice. And this is like the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَهُوَ الَّذِي يَبْدَأُ الْخَلْقَ ثُمَّ يُعِيدُهُ He is the one, and he, Allah, is the one who originates the creation, then he repeats it. As in Surah Al-Rum, chapter 13, and he, chapter 13, I'm sorry, chapter 30, verse uh, 27, verse 30, 27 and he will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he it is he who originates the creation then he will repeat it meaning after it has uh, been perished after it has been perished فَهُوَ الَّذِي بَدَأَ الْأَشْيَاءِ so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who initiated and began all things وَإِلَيْهِ تَنْتَهِ الْأَشْيَاءِ and all things will return to him subhanahu wa ta'ala all things are from him wa ilayhi and to him all will return al-khalq min Allah wa ilayhi the creation is from Allah and to him it will return al-shara'i min Allah the legislations are from Allah and to him they belong kullu al-umur min Allah wa ilayhi 
all affairs are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he began them and to, them, to him subhanahu wa ta'ala will return. وَلِهَذَا قَالْ And that's why he said, يَبْدَأْ And he didn't say, مَنْ لَذِي يَبْدَأُهُ He didn't say what, that which he uh, begins or initiates. Meaning, يَبْدَأْ كُلْ شَيْءٍ And thus it will refer to the meaning that he will initiate or begin everything, anything. وَيُعِيدُ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ and the same also will repeat uh, all things. So all the affair is in the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore the Shaykh said then after that, فَعْرِفْ أَيُّهَا الْعَبْدِ مِنْ أَيْنَ أَنْتْ And thus know, O you slave of Allah, where are you from? وَأَنَّكَ بَدَأْتَ مِنْ عَدَمٍ And that you started from nothing. وَعْرِفْ مُنْتَهَاكَ وَغَايَتَكَ And thus know your return and your end. And that it will be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then in the next verse, وَهُوَ الْغَفُورُ الْوَدُودِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describing himself as الغفور الودود. In the next verse please. And he is the oft forgiving, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and full of love and we will explain these two meanings inshallah we'll have more benefits than the translation of the meaning that you see there in a moment meaning the one who is qualified with the forgiveness and forgiveness meaning covering the sin and uh, uh, shielding them and screening them and pardoning so forgiving is not only covering of the sins but also not Adam and pardoning the person on that as in the hadith where we mentioned this hadith earlier in, in a previous section where uh, the Prophet ﷺ said إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَخْلُو بِعَبْدِهِ Now the voice is better inshallah Allah will bring a believer near to him and shelter him with his screen and ask him Alhamdulillah and ask him did you commit such and such sins? He will say yes my Lord. He will confess all his sins and will think he is ruined and will think he is ruined Allah will say Allah will say قَدْ سَطَرْتُهَا عَلَيْكَ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَأَنَا أَغْفِرُهَا لَكَ الْيَوْمِ I did screen your sins in the world and I forgive them for you today. And thus we should repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek his forgiveness from the sins so that all of its consequences and effects be eliminated. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَهُوَ الْغَفُورُ وَهُوَ الْغَفُورُ He is the oft-forgiving who screens all the sins and pardons them. And Al-Wadud, the second, the second name of Allah is Al-Wadud. And this is derived from Al-Wud, which is Al-Wud huwa khalisul mahabba is the pure love. Al-Wud huwa 
Khalisul Mahabba is the pure love. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most magnificent, the most high is Wadud. It means that, look at this, it means that Annahu Mahbubun wa Annahu Habbun. It means that he is beloved and that he loves. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wadud means he is beloved and he loves. And this comprises the two meanings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 54, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَنْ يَرْتَدَّ مِنْكُمْ عَنْ دِينِهِ فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِي اللَّهُ بِقَوْمِهِمْ بِقَوْمٍ يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَهُ All who you believe, anyone who turns back from his religion, Okay, verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 54. Chapter 5, verse 54. Surah Al-Ma'idah, verse 54. Ya who you believe, anyone of you who turns back from his religion, they will love him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the people, meaning the believers. الْأَمْكِنَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also loves the places. And He is beloved by the believers, His friends. Allah states in Surah Al-Imran, in chapter 3, verse 31, in chapter 3, verse 31, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ Say indeed if you love Allah, then follow me. Meaning follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ Consequently as a result, Allah will love you. Allah will love you. And therefore, if a person is more follower, and sticks to the way of the Prophet ﷺ, the more he follows the way of Rasulullah ﷺ, كَانَ أَحَبَّ إِلَى اللَّهِ And he is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-wadud, meaning he loves and he is beloved. He subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the actions, the righteous actions, and loves those who do such actions. And he loves the persons, Meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah's love can attach to a person, I mean be linked, can be directed towards a person, particular person. Like the saying of Rasulullah sallallahu on the day of Khaybar, on the battle of Khaybar. When he said, لَأُعْطِيَنَّ الرَّايَةَ غَدًا رَجُلًا يُحِبُّ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَيُحِبُّهُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولَهُ Tomorrow I shall give the banner. For a man who loves Allah and his messenger. And Allah and his messenger love him. All the people that night were thinking about who is going to be the one. Every one of them went to him. Hoping that, you know, he will be given the banner 
So the Prophet ﷺ said, Aina Ali ibn Abi Talib? Where is Ali, the son of Abi Talib? They said, his eyes are hurting him. So he called upon him, and he came, and Rasulullah ﷺ spit in his eyes, and he was healed, as if there was no illness at all, immediately and at once. And this is one of the miracles of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Then he gave him the banner and he said, Unfud ala rislika hatta tanzila bisahatihim, thummadhum ila al-Islam. Go and don't stop until you reach their place, then call them to Islam. Call them to Islam. So the evidence from this hadith is that which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, yuhibbullaha wa rasulahu wa yuhibbuhullaha wa rasulahu. That Meaning he, this person, loves Allah and his messenger And Allah and his messenger love him So in this hadith The Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam affirmed that Allah loved this person In particular, in name, meaning Ali bin Abi Talib And also when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Sent a person uh, to lead uh, um, some of the troops of the Prophet والسلام, and he led them in Salah and he used to end the Salah by reciting Surat Qul Allahu Ahad Surat Al-Ikhlas Qul Allahu Ahad say O Muhammad that Allah is Ahad meaning the unique one Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and uh, so when they returned uh, to Rasulullah they informed him of that. Why they informed him that? Because they, they felt like it's strange that he ends the recitation by Surat Al-Ikhlas and this is not known. So the Prophet told them, Saluhu, ask him, Why did he do such a thing. What was the reason behind that? فسألوه. So they asked him. فقال, he said and responded, إنها صفة الله. This is the attribute of Allah. وأنا أحب أن أقرأها. And I love to recite it. So Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم said, أخبروه. Tell him أن الله يحبه. That Allah loves him. This hadith is in Sahih al-Bukhari. So here the love was directed towards a certain person in particular. And also the love could be related to certain people by their attributes. By their attributes. For example, Allah states, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُتَّقِينَ Allah loves the pious. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the uh, people who do good. The good doers. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الَّذِينَ يُقَاتِلُونَ فِي سَبِيلِهِ صَفًّا كَأَنَّهُمْ بُنْيَانٌ مَرْصُوصٌ Allah loves those who fight in his cause. صَفًّا meaning in rows. كَأَنَّهُمْ بُنْيَانٌ مَرْصُوصٌ As if they are, they are in solid structure. So this is not uh, directed towards a particular person. Rather towards a person Qualified with such attributes. Qualified with such attributes.
not only that, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves certain places. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves certain places. Like uh, in the saying of Rasulullah sallallahu in the hadith reported by Muslim, أحب البقاع إلى الله مساجدها The best or, or, uh, places beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most beloved places to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are the mosques. Are the mosques. And that Rasulullah sallallahu informed that Mecca is أحب البقاع إلى الله is the most beloved place to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So from this we know that Certain places are beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He loves them. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, after saying that he is, uh, after saying, الوجود, and that he is the oath for giving, والوجود, and now we know the meaning of al-wadud. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then after that, بيّن, then after that in the next verse, he clarified his greatness and the perfection of his authority when he says Dhul Arsh al Majid. Dhul Arsh al Majid. Owner of the throne, the glorious. Sahib al Arsh, owner of the, of the throne, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Arsh is the one, owner of the throne, the glorious, naam. The one upon which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rose in the best way that fits his majesty. And the Arsh is the greatest of creation is the greatest of the creation the and most and most vast and it has been reported in the hadith uh, reported by Ibn Jarir and others and authenticated by al-Sheikh al-Albani rahimahullah ta'ala describing the the the, uh, the arsh that the seven heavens the seven heavens and the seven earth with respect to the uh, al-kursi, with respect to the kursi, the footstool, is like a ring thrown in a vast open land. And the excellence of the arsh, of the throne, over al-kursi, is like the excellence of the vast land over this chain. Which is nothing compared to the vast land. So, therefore, no one can really estimate its vastness. And nowadays we can see, for example, some uh, of the uh, great uh, differences and, uh, yes, great differences between the sizes of some of the uh, creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, the Shaykh rahimahullah said, and someone had showed me uh, a picture of the sun and that of the earth. And I looked at it and I found that the earth with respect to the sun that we see is just like a drop, a small size drop in, uh, in, in, a, in a vast and great and magnificent plate and that it cannot really be related uh, almost to the sun in, in the sense of its uh, in size. And if this is in the things which we witness and which could be also uh, seen uh, through uh, the telescope and other instruments, then what about the others that are unseen? That which is unseen is even much more magnificent than that which we witness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Most High said, 
وَمَا أُوْتِيْتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا And of knowledge, you mankind have been given only a little. As in Surah Al-Isra, chapter 17, verse 85. Chapter 17, verse 85. So, thus the Arsh is the roof of all creation. Is the roof of all creation above all the uh, creation from the creation itself it is the highest it is the roof it is Arshun Azim the greatest it's a great a great and magnificent uh, throne upon which Ar-Rahman subhanahu wa ta'ala the most generous the one most majestic and most high rose over as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Ar-Rahman ala al-Arsh istawa the most gracious Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rose or ascended the throne of course in the best way that fits his majesty then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says al-majid dhul-arsh al-majid there are two recitations there are two authentic recitations of this word in the Quran it came in the form of al-majidi wal-majidu dhul-arsh al-majidi the other recitation is Dhul Arshi Al Majidu. So according to the first recitation, Al Majidi with the Kasra, then it describes the Arsh. It describes the Arsh, mean the glorious, it will describe the Arsh. According to the second recitation, if it is read Al Majidu, then it will be Wasfan Lir Rabbi Azza wa Jal, an attribute to the Lord Azza wa Jal, the most mighty and most magnificent. وَكِلَاهُمَا صَحِيحٌ And both meanings are correct. فَالْعَرْشُ مَجِيدٌ The Arsh is glorious and was such Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most magnificent, the most mighty is Majid, is glorious. And we read in the recitation and we read in the tashahud when we read in the tashahud before uh, in, uh, in the salah we read إِنَّكَ حَمِيدٌ مَجِيدٌ meaning uh, describing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala innaka hamidun majid you are worthy of all praise and you are most glorious then comes the second verse which is verse 16 fa'alun lima yurid fa'alun lima yurid fa'alun lima yurid this is an attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he is the one who he is the doer of whatsoever he intends or wills. So anything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants or wills, then He does it subhanahu wa ta'ala. And nothing prevents Him, nothing that stands to hinder Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or prevent Him from doing anything that He intends. Why? Because He is Malikus Samawati Wal Ard, the possessor of the heavens and the earth. All the dominion is His. وَلَا يَمْنَعَهُ أَحَدٌ And لَا يَمْنَعَهُ أَحَدٌ Nothing prevents him من أن يفعل في ملكه ما يشاء in doing whatever he wants in his dominion سبحانه وتعالى All the creation All the creation together cannot do what they wish and what they will they might even intend to and want to do with a firm intention and with a, with a strong affirmation yet if Allah does not want that for them 
or from them to take place, Allah diverts them from that action and will prevent them. And He will keep them away from executing it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if He wishes, whatever He wishes, He says to it be, and it will be. So these verses which we have recited, إِثْبَاتُ إِرَادَةِ اللَّهِ affirms the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala perfect in His creation and in, in the actions of His creation as well. So nothing, no action from the people takes place except by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is asserted in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Waqi'ah, verse 70, لَوْ نَشَاءُ جَعَلْنَاهُ أُجَاجًا فَلَوْ لَا تَشْكُرُونَ Concerning the rain that He sends, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the water that He sends from the clouds, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَوْ نَشَاءُ يعني will it for our will, جَعَلْنَاهُ أُجَاجًا We would have made it salty and undrinkable. فَلَوْ لَا تَشْكُرُونَ So wouldn't you give thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so in this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asserting that Mashiatul Ibad, the willing of his creation is linked to his will subhanahu wa ta'ala as in Surah Al-Baqarah brother Abu, Abu Maher khair, in chapter 2 verse 253 in chapter 2 verse uh, 253 in Surah Al-Baqarah وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ مَقْتَتَلَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَتْهُمُ الْبَيِّنَاتِ وَلَكِنْ اِخْتَلَفُوا If we willed, we verily could Oh no, that the other is. We have finished that, alhamdulillah, jazakallah khair. 253, Surah Al-Baqarah now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ مَقْتَتَلَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ If Allah had willed, succeeding generations would not have fought against each other. مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَتْهُمُ الْبَيِّنَاتِ After clear verses of Allah had come to them, but they differed. Some of them believed and others disbelieved. If Allah had willed, they would not have fought against one another, but Allah does what He subhanahu wa ta'ala likes. And all of this is linked, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is linked to Allah's wisdom and knowledge and justice. And His will, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is comprehensive to that which He does and to that which is done by His creatures. And I can give you an example. The Shaykh rahimahullah said, he said, فَأَنَا لَوْ تَكَلَّمْتُ بِكَلَامِي هَذَا If I now speak the same words that I am uh, saying now, أَوْ بِغَيْرِهِ Or by other, the, by other than these words, فَكُلُّ كَلَامِي فَكُلُّ كَلَامِي كَائِنٌ بِإِرَادَةِ اللَّهِ All of my words and my speech is existing by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permitted it to exist. وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ أَلَّا أَتَكَلَّمْ Had Allah willed that I don't speak, مَا تَكَلَّمْ I wouldn't be able to. وَلَا عَجِسْتُ عَنِ الْكَلَامُ I wouldn't be able to speak. وَإِذَا شَاءَ أَنْ أَتَكَلَّمْ تَكَلَّمْتْ Had He willed that I يعني speak, then I will be able to speak. And then تَنْبَعِثُ مِنْ قَلْبِي إِرَادَةٌ لِلْكَلَامِ فَأَتَكَلَّمْ And thus it uh, will originate in my heart the will to speak and I will speak. And this is all after the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning His will. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse 
said fa'alun lima yurid and he does whatever he wants subhanahu wa ta'ala then after that the next verse please قال الله تعالى هل أتاك حديث الجنود هل أتاك حديث الجنود has the story reached you of الجنود this is there an exclamation and this is an attractive way in the Quran because when there is an exclamation then you give attention O man give attention be more attentive الجنود is the plural Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Lady Blues Al-Junood is a plural of Jund Hosts And yet If you stop here you wouldn't know What is intended by this verse Until you go to the next verse Which explains it right away Fir'awna wa Thamud Hal ataka khabarahum That of Fir'awn And the tribe of Thamud And the people of Thamud our answer or jawab alaykum salam jawab na'am atana khabarahum yes indeed we have received their news for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrated to us the news of Fir'aun and that of Thamud and the lessons for those who have a heart or those who give heed and are witness the story of Fir'aun Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had mentioned it in many verses in the Quran and in, in, in many chapters as well why? As a prelude. As a prelude. Why? Because Musa, Musa Moses, was sent to the children of Israel. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is narrating to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa from the news of Musa, which he didn't relate, you know, uh, as to, to others. مَا لَمْ يَقُصُّهُ مِنْ نَبَئِ غَيْرِهِ He didn't, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, tell uh, or narrate to the Prophet sallallahu يعني, uh, the story is more than the story of Musa and his people why? لِأَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ سَوْفَ يَكُونُ he will immigrate to Medina and in Medina there is what? three tribes of the Jews three tribes this is all in preparation for the migration of the Prophet so these narrations were a prelude ثلاث قبائل من اليهود exist in Medina three of the Jewish tribes existed in Medina so Rasulullah sallallahu now knows of their news many things about them in order what? in order that he will be prepared to face them debate them and argue with them in that which is the truth and nothing therefore is hidden of their affairs to him وفرعون ملك فرعون it is said that he is the king of Egypt now is this a title for one person who is called Fir'aun or is it an attribute for everything that who ruled uh, yani who was a ruler on Egypt and was a kafir some of the scholars are with the opinion that it is a title for one person meaning that he is the person whom Allah had sent Musa to him and his name is Fir'aun other scholars are with the opinion that innahu that it is an attribute for every a title, like an, uh, yes, a title which is an attribute for every one who was in charge over Egypt and was a kafir. As it is said of Kisra for that of the Persians, or Heraclius of that of the Romans, or Najashi to that of Abyssinia and the like. So Fir'aun this was a tyrant and he was arrogant and claimed that he is the Lord as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about him أنا ربكم الأعلى 
related his saying, the Pharaoh's saying, Ana Rabbukumul A'la, I am your most high Lord, your Lord the most high, as in Surah Al-Nazi'at, verse 24. Not only that, he also claimed to be divine, when he said, as Allah relates about him, مَا عَلِمْتُ لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَهٍ غَيْرِ I didn't know of any other God, you know, other than me, for you. This is in Surah Al-Qasas, verse 38. And he used to mock Musa, and that which he brought from the verses, and challenge him. And he used to tell him, face to face, إِنِّي لَأَظُنُّكَ يَا مُوسَى مَسْحُورًا I think, Musa, you are bewitched. As in Surah Al-Isra, chapter 17, verse 101. And he used to be proud, make himself pride, fill himself with pride, you know, and uh, and say, uh, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes that in Surah Al-Zukhruf, chapter 51, verse uh, 50, uh, uh, verse 51, let's give this verse, inshallah, brother Abu Samir. He said, وَنَادَى فِرْعَوْنُ فِي قَوْمِهِ and Fir'aun called in his people, قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ أَلَيْسَ لِي مِلْكُمْ مِصْرًا Oh my people, is it not mine, the dominion of Egypt? وَهَذِهِ الْأَنْهَارُ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِي أَفَلَا تُبْصِرُونَ And these rivers flow underneath me, أَفَلَا تُبْصِرُونَ See you not then? أَمْ أَنَا خَيْرٌ مِنْ هَذَا الَّذِي هُوَ مَهِينٌ وَلَا يَكَادُ يُبِينَ Am I not better than this one who is the despicable, speaking about Musa? Yes, Surah Al-Zukhruf, 51, please. Surah Al-Zukhruf, verse, uh, uh, yes, it will be, uh, it will be uh, 43, uh, 51, 43, 51. I'll write it down, inshallah. 4351 Am ana khayrun min hadha alladhi huwa maheen wala yakadu yubin 51 Yes Am I not better than this one meaning Musa the despicable he said and wala yakadu yubin and he can scarcely express himself clearly فَلَوْلَا أُلْقِيَ عَلَيْهِ أَسْوَرَةٌ مِّنْ ذَهَبٍ أَسْوِرَةٌ مِّنْ ذَهَبٍ أَوْ جَاءَ مَعَهُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ مُقْتَرِنِينَ Why then aren't golden bracelets bestowed on him or angels sent along with him? Mocking at Musa alayhi salam and his and the verses that he had. So what was the result? The result Those who were so close to Fir'aun meaning the magicians and in their story we know that the magicians when they, they gathered their affair and they brought all that they had from tools of magician and witching and so forth and they came to meet Musa alayhi salam why? because Musa alayhi salam brought uh, a sign brought a sign which resembles uh, the magic, the magic, but really it is not magic. It is one sign of the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. And that the sign was, يَبَعُ الْعَصَى He would put the stick, 
which he had on the ground it will turn into a fast moving snake and so all the magicians gathered all in one place and that was appointed so what was they saying here they said we will bring something similar like your magic so we can produce the same magic like thereof of yours so appoint a meeting between us and you which neither we nor you shall fail to keep as in Surah Taha chapter 20 verse 58 so they took to an open place so that all people will come and see from their magic and their actions فَقَالَ لَهُمْ so he gave them the appointment by saying قَالَ مَوْعِدُكُمْ يَوْمُ الزِّينَةِ the day shall be the day of the festival وَيُحْشَرَ النَّاسُ ضُحَى and that people shall assemble for noon meaning when the sun has risen and يَوْمُ الزِّينَةِ this day is the day of the festival. This is their festival. This is their Eid. This is their celebration. And people would gather to greet each other and such. So they all gathered on that particular day and that particular place and at that time of Duha. And the magicians threw that which is in their hands from the sticks and the ropes and so forth. And it appeared as though, to those who were present, that indeed it was moving fast. Musa was, فَأَوْجَسَ فِي نَفْسِهِ خِيفَةً مُوسَى Let's see these verses, verses 20, verse 58, and those afterwards. In Surah Taha, I will recite them right away here, inshallah, so that we don't have to, unless you want to put them there in text, that will be fine, inshallah. So then verily we can produce magic, the like thereof, so appoint a meeting between us and you, which neither we nor you shall fail to keep, in an open place, where both shall have a just and equal chance, and <coughs> beholders could witness the competition. Yes, chapter 20, verses 58 and after. Chapter 20, Surah Taha. قَالَ مَوْعِدُكُمْ يَوْمُ الزِّينَةِ وَأَنْ يُحْشَرَ النَّاسُ ضُحَى Musa said, your appointed meeting is the day of the festival, and let the people assemble when the sun has risen, meaning forenoon. فَتَوَلَّى فِرْعَوْنُ فَجَمَعَ كَيْدَهُ ثُمَّ أَتَى فِرْعَوْنْ withdrew, devised his plot, and then came back. قَالَ لَهُمْ مُوسَى وَيْلَكُمْ لَا تَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا فَيُسْحِتَكُمْ بِعَذَابٍ Musa told them, woe unto you, invent not a lie against Allah, lest he should destroy you completely by a torment. وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ افْتَرَى And surely he who invents a lie against Allah will fail miserably. To the point where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about them, قَالُوا يَا مُوسَى إِمَّا أَن تُلْقِيَ وَإِمَّا أَن نَكُونَ أَوَّلَ مَنْ أَلْقَى They said, O Musa, the magicians, either you throw first or we be the first to throw. قَالَ بَلْ أَلْقُوا This is verse 66 May throw you first 
فإذا حبالهم وعصيهم يخيل إليه من سحرهم أنها تسعى their ropes and their sticks by their magic appear to him appear to him as though they moved fast فأوجس في نفسه خيفة موسى موسى conceived fear in himself Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asserted him قلنا لا تخص إنك أنت الأعلى we shall say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said fear not we said fear not surely you will have the upper hand وألق ما في يمينك تلقف ما صنعوا إنما صنعوا كيد ساحر ولا يفلح الساحر حيث أتى and throw that which is in your right hand it will swallow up that which they have made that which they have made is only a magician's trick and the magician will never be successful to whatever amount of skill he may attain what happened then after that this is the consequence فَأُلْقِيَ السَّحَرَةُ سُجَّدَ قَالُوا آمَنَّا بِرَبِّ هَارُونَ وَمُوسَى so the magicians fell down prostrate they said آمَنَّا بِرَبِّ هَارُونَ وَمُوسَى we believe in the Lord of Harun Aaron and Musa عليهم السلام and they disbelieved in Fir'aun and his people and his قالوا آمنا برب العالمين as in another verse in the Quran they said we believe in the Lord of all that exists and they stood up facing Fir'aun and challenged him and at the end Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed Fir'aun in the sea in the sea in the same this is part of the land which he used to say this is my dominion all of Egypt is mine so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala drowned him in one of its parts and that was the sea أما ثمود as to the people of ثمود Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given them the power and the ability and the strength so that they were carving out homes in mountains and they would build palaces in plains and when they belied and denied their messenger صالح عليه السلام Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them by the earthquake and by the torment and it was an awful cry and they were all demolished and they were all they all they were all destroyed and they were all there left dead in their places two benefits are from the story of Fir'aun and Thamud which Allah mentioned in these verses first of all comforting the Prophet and strengthening him telling him that the one who gave victory to his messengers before will give him victory and give him might over the mushriks. Certainly these stories strengthen the will and motivate the person for the calling of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and <coughs> proclaiming the message. In case of in this case the Prophet The second benefit, the threat and the warning to Quraysh to the pagan Arabs in Quraysh who denied Rasulullah and stood up facing him and challenging him meaning that they are not stronger than Fir'aun and Thamud whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed and the right justice befell them then after that in the next verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says بَلِ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا فِي تَكْذِيبٍ بَلِ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا 
see takrib. Nay, the disbelievers persisted in denying the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, meaning they are submerged in lying, surrounded by it from every side. So Allah saying here, look at the eloquency in the Quran. This the use of the article fi in meaning as if they are submerged in lying. And that lying is surrounding them from all sides. And this is more profound than saying if more profound than the saying nay the disbelievers are liars. In, in, in this respect, in this place. And yakribun, lying could be also more profound in another place in the Quran, in another places in Quran, fitting each place in the appropriate meeting. Because the Quran could bring the two words, different ones, in two places, and each would be much more profound in its meaning in its particular place than the other one. As to those whom Allah is addressing here, the disbelievers, يشمل, it comprises everyone who denies Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger, whether he is from the mushriks or from the Jews or the Christians or otherwise. And the Jews and the Christians now, after the advent of Prophet Muhammad وسلم, they are not on the deen which is which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with and their religions are no veil to them because Muhammad sallallahu is the final and last messenger and anyone who doesn't believe in him then he indeed is upon nothing he is in terms of his of religion he is upon nothing In fact, if he denies one single messenger, then he is belying the rest of the messengers, all of them. As an example, مَنْ لَمْ يُؤْمِنْ بِنُوحِ Anyone who doesn't believe in Noah that he is a messenger, yet he believes in the rest of the prophets, then he is مُكَذِّب. Then indeed he is a disbeliever to the rest of the messengers. And the evidence for that is in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, كَذَّبَتْ قَوْمُ نُوحٍ الْمُرْسَلِينَ The people of Nuh denied the Mursaleen, the messengers. As in Surah Al-Shu'ara, verse 105, Allah made it clear here that the people of Nuh denied, disbelieved all the messengers, yet they did not encounter except one of them, and that is Nuh alayhi salam. And as such, the one who denies Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he disbelieves in all of the rest of the prophets and the messengers. So if the Jews claim that they are on a religion and that they follow in their religion the Torah which Musa, Musa brought, we tell them, Antum kafiruna bi Musa. You really disbelieve. You are disbelievers in Musa السلام, and disbelievers in the Torah. And if the Christians who call themselves now Messiahiyin and Nasara, if the Nasara, who call themselves now Christians, Annahum Mu'minuna bi Isa alayhi salam, if they claim that they are believers in Isa, in Jesus, 
may Allah's mercy be upon him, we will tell them, كَذَبْتُمْ أَنْتُمْ كَافِرُونَ بِعِيسَى You lied. You disbelieve in Jesus. Why? لِأَنَّكُمْ كَافِرُونَ بِمُحَمَّدٍ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ Because you disbelieve in Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam. And it is really amazing that those Jews and the Christians disbelieve in Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam, yet they find him written, his name, with them in the Torah and in the Injil, commanding them to do good and forbidding them from the munkar, from the evil. وَيُحِلُّ لَهُمُ الطَّيِّبَاتِ as Allah states in Surah Al-A'raf, let's have this, this is a very important verse. Surah Al-A'raf, chapter 7, verse 157. Chapter 7, verse 157. <laughs> Chapter 7, verse Surah Al Araf, chapter 7, verse 157. I will, I will read it. Those who follow the messenger, okay, those who follow the messenger, the prophet, who can neither read nor write, meaning and uh, there is a reference for that in John XIV 16. And there is also references for that for people who want to look at it. Uh, Deuteronomy 18, 18, 21, 21, Psalms 118, 22, 23, Isaiah 42, 1, Hab 3, Matthew 21, 42, 43, etc. Okay. And the Injil, he commands them for Al-Ma'ruf. And the Ma'roof here commands them for Tawheed and all that Islam has ordained. And forbids them from Al-Munkar, which is the Munkar and the greatest of Munkar is disbelief, polytheism of all kinds and all that Islam has forbidden. He allows them as lawful At-Tayyibat, meaning all good and lawful as regards to things, to deeds, to beliefs, to persons, to food. And prohibits them as unlawful Al-Khaba'ith, meaning all evil and unlawful as regards to things, to deeds, to beliefs, to persons, to foods. He releases them from their heavy burdens of Allah's covenant with the children of Israel and from the fetters, the bindings that were upon them. So those who believe in him, Muhammad wasallam, honor him, help him and follow the light, meaning the Quran which has been sent down with him. It is they who will be successful. So, it is their disdainfulness and their haughtiness and their envy which prevented them from believing in Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 109, وَدَّ كَثِيرٌ مِّنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ Many of the people of the book wish, لَوْ يَرُدُّونَكُمْ مِّنْ بَعْدِ إِيمَانِكُمْ كُفَّارًا Wish that they turn you into kafirs after your belief after your iman why hasadan min indi anfusihim envious from themselves min ba'di ma tabayyana lahum al haqq after the truth has been made clear to them and manifested to them 
And this is in Surah Al-Baqarah 2109, brother uh, Abu Maher. 2109, Jazakallah Khair. 2109. Yes, out of envy from themselves. And even after the truth has become manifest unto them. So, consequently, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as to them here, الَّذِينَ kafaru those who disbelieve, comprises everyone who disbelieves in Muhammad sallallahu even the Jews and the Christians. And this is a very important matter for the Muslims really to realize. And that's why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَالَّذِي نَفْسُ مُحَمَّدٍ بِيَدِهِ لَا يَسْمَعُ بِي مِنْ هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ يَهُودِي وَلَنَصْرَانِي ثُمَّ لَا يُؤْمِنُ بِمَا جِئْتُ بِهِ إِلَّا كَانَ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ النَّارِ By the one whose Muhammad's soul is in his hands, no one shall hear of me from this ummah, meaning the ummah uh, of da'wah, Yahudi or a Christian, a Jew or a Christian, and that he doesn't believe in that which I have brought, except that he will be from the people of hell. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wallahu min wara'ihim muhit. Wallahu min wara'ihim muhit. This is verse 20. And Allah encompasses them from behind, meaning all their deeds are within his knowledge and he will requite them for their deeds. This is now uh, verse 20 in the same surah, surah Al-Buruj. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses them from all sides, from all and, and uh, from kulli janib, from nothing will escape him and nothing will escape his authority and nothing will escape Nothing will make them escape from his punishment. Oh, um, uh, this is the... I dropped the mic. Okay. Nothing will escape. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses them from every side. They won't escape him and will escape his knowledge, or nor his authority, nor his punishment. This it's dropping for the second time. Okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse <coughs> is telling us that they don't escape. They can't escape him. They can't escape his knowledge, nor his authority, nor his punishment. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may respite the tyrant and the oppressant, but until if he sees him, then he won't be able to let him go. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, بَلْ هُوَ قُرْآنٌ مَجِيدٌ Nay, this is a glorious Qur'an. Meaning that which the Prophet sallallahu brought from Allah azza wa jal is Qur'anun majid, meaning qualified with greatness and majd and glory. And this description is not limited to the Qur'an on its own, alone I mean, but rather it is a description for the Qur'an and for the carrier of the Qur'an who really had given him the due no okay the due what's due to it from its rights from the rights of its recitation and as well as from working and abiding by it so those will have the majd the glory and might and honor. 
And the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the Quran, the next verse, في لوح المحفوظ, meaning inscribed in a لوح المحفوظ, which is the preserved tablet, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is the mother of the book, the preserved tablet, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, يَمْحُ اللَّهُ مَا يَشَاءُ وَيُثْبِتْ وَعِنْدَهُ أُمُّ الْكِتَابِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blots out what He wills and confirms what He wills, and with Him is the mother of the book. This is in Surah Al-Ra'd, which is chapter 13, mm-hmm. chapter 13. Chapter 13, verse 39. In this tablet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had written the preordainments of everything. Alaykum salam the ulama said mahfuz meaning none can reach him mahfuz also an at-taghyir wa tabdil preserved from any changes or alterations and uh, changes uh, changes could occur in the other writings changes will mean which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to change the changes could occur in other writings. Why? Because the writing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is of different kinds. They are as follows. The first writing is the writing in that Allah al-Mahfuz, in the, prescri- in, the pres- in the preserved tablet. This writing does not change. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called it Lawhan Mahfuza, preserved tablet. Cannot be changed. The second type of writing is the writing concerning the children of Adam while they are in the wombs of their mothers. There, when the, when the infant reaches the age of four months, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send an angel who is entrusted with the wombs and he will blow in him the soul by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In that, you know, originally the body is only a piece of flesh until the soul is breathed into it, then it will become a human. Then he will be commanded by four words. There, writing his age, Writing his provisions, writing his actions, and other he will be from the blessed or the wretched, meaning in the hereafter. So this is the writing which relates to the uh, children of Adam in the in the their mother wombs. The third type of writing is the annual writing, which takes place every year. This occurs at the night of Al Qadr, at the night of decree, Laylatul Qadr. In this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordains that which will take place in the coming year. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in this respect, فِيهَا يُفْرَقُ كُلُّ أَمْرٍ حَكِيمٍ Therein, meaning that night, the night of Qadr, Al-Qadr, is decreed every matter of ordainments. 
meaning matters of death, births, provisions, calamities, etc. for the whole coming year, as decreed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So on that night, it will be written what will take place in the next year. On the, uh, yes. <coughs> the fourth type of writing is the daily writing. Is the daily writing. And that is carried on by the angels who write all what man does on that day. Whether his sayings by his tongues, the actions by his limbs, or the creed in his heart. All of that is recorded in the records in the hands of the angels. And this writing takes place after the action has been done. Yet the three former ones which we described earlier, all of that takes place before actions are done. This latter one which takes place daily, it takes place after actions were or are committed. يُكْتَبُ عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ مَا يَعْمَلُ It will be written that which man does from the action of his tongue, the action of his limbs, the actions of his heart. Though so the angels who are entrusted to preserve the children of Adam, meaning they preserve their deeds, they write them. قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى about them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about them in Surah Al-Infitar, verses 9 to 12. كَلَّا بَلْ تُكَذِّبُونَ بِالدِّينَ You deny the day of reckoning. وَإِنَّ عَلَيْكُمْ لَحَافِظِينَ Over you are appointed angels in charge of mankind to watch you. كِرَامًا كَاتِبِينَ Honorable, writing down your deeds. يَعْلَمُونَ مَا تَفْعَلُونَ They know all that you do. So, on the day of resurrection, the person will be given that book. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another verse in Surah Al-Isra, chapter 17, verses 13 and 14, وَكُلَّ إِنسَانٍ أَلْزَمْنَاهُ طَائِرَهُ فِي عُنُقِهِ And every person, we have fastened to his neck, his deeds to his neck, وَنُخْرِجُ لَهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ كِتَابًا يَلْقَاهُ مَنْشُورًا And on the day of resurrection, we'll bring forth a book which he will find open, اقرأ كتابك it will be said read your book كفى بنفسك اليوم عليك حسيبا you yourself are sufficient as a reckoner against you this day so he will be given that book and it will be said to him اقرأ وحاسب نفسك read and you reckon yourself some of the salaf may Allah's mercy be upon them said لقد أنصفك من جعلك حسيبا على نفسك The one who made you a reckoner against your own self indeed has been fair to you. And this is true. And what kind better, what, what kind of fairness is more profound than to be said to the person here, this is what you have done and check yourself. Reckon yourself. أليس هذا هو الإنصاف? Isn't it this fairness? بل أكبر إنصاف it is the greatest type of fairness هو هذا this is it فيوم القيامة on the day of resurrection عليكم السلام ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته you will given this book open before you not closed you will read and it will be made there clear to you that you have done such and such on that day 
and such and such on, on in that place and such and such so it is there precise not changing and if you deny that there are witnesses there against you يَوْمَ تَشْهَدُوا عَلَيْهِمْ أَلْسِنَتُهُمْ the day when their tongues will be witness against them as in Surah An-Nur chapter 24 verse 24 يَقُولُ lisan the tongue will say نَطَقْتَ بِكَدَى you have spoken uttered such and such not only that وَأَيْدِيهِمْ وَأَرْجُلَهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ and their hands and their feet as well will stand to witness against them as to that which they used to do the same verse the yad, the sa- then the hand you will say you grip such and such and the feet will say you have walked towards such and such even the skin it will speak and will be witness to that which it had touched as in surah fussil chapter 41 verse 21 وَقَالُوا لِجُلُودِهِمْ لِمَ شَهِدْتُمْ عَلَيْنَا And they will say to their skins لِمَ شَهِدْتُمْ عَلَيْنَا Why do you testify against us? قَالُوا أَنْطَقَنَ اللَّهُ الَّذِي أَنْطَقَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ They will say Allah has caused us to speak He causes all things to speak وَهُوَ خَلَقَكُمْ أَوَّلَ مَرَّةٍ وَإِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ And He created you the first time and to Him you are made to return. So the matter is not an easy one. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect me and you by His mercy and pardoning and forgiveness. And on this note, the our talk concerning this great surah which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started by making, by swearing with the heavens that contains all these buruj from the heaven, from the stars, the big stars and sun, the moon and their mansions and so forth. And ended it by saying, بَلْ هُوَ قُرْآنٌ مَجِيدٍ Indeed, it's a glorious Qur'an في لَوْحٍ محفوظ in a preserved tablet. So anyone who holds to this Qur'an, to the great magnificent, magnificent Qur'an, فَلَهُ الْمَجْدُ وَالْعِزَّةُ وَالْكَرَامَةُ وَالْرِفْعَ To him he shall attain the glory and might and honor and high rank. And that's why we advise our Muslim Ummah starting by its peoples. أَنْ يَتَمَسَّكُوا بِالْقُرْآنِ الْعَظِيمِ These are the words of the Shaykh رحمه الله. That they should cling and hold to this noble Qur'an. وَنُوَجِّهُ الدَّعْوَةَ as well. We call upon all even more assertive to those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had put in place of authority that they should hold to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that they should not be deceived by the beautifications which come from the kafir nations which sets the legislations that are in opposition to the sharia that is in opposition to justice and that stands in the opposition to the correction of people that they shouldn't give attention to that and then they shouldn't abandon the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and put it behind their backs by Allah this is the reason behind the the backwardness and and I don't 
<coughs> and I and I say that this is a cause. There is no doubt about it, and it is known that once we abandon that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given us as a might and an honor for ourselves, meaning holding to this Quran, and then if we do that and then run after all these outdated and corrupt and unjust rulings and legislations that are in opposition to justice, that is based upon transgression and tyranny, so we call upon those in authority over the Muslims, all over, Unashiduhum, I ask them, and yattaqullaha azza wa jal, to fear Allah the most mighty and majestic, and that they return, a true return, to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi so that they will achieve security, and they will achieve the might, and the rank, and the high glory, and that their people will obey them, and that their people wouldn't have against them anything. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring to this ummah its glory and its might. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala humiliate the enemies of Islam everywhere. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring the victory to this ummah. Innahu ala kulli shay'in qadir. He is the one or capable of doing all things. والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. so this brings the end of the explanation of سورة البروج. والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. وجزاكم الله خير for your patience.